I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Reach up to Governor Herbert. Text 57500 or call him at 801-575-8255. It's Let Me Speak to the Governor. And thank you for joining us for Let Me Speak to the Governor. I'm Maria Shaleos, along with Governor Gary Herbert. And, Governor, we have a bunch of shy listeners today who just want (laughs) to speak via text. Uh, The next texter is asking the question, though, um, with President Trump taking steps to defund Planned Parenthood on the federal level, will we do the same on the state level? I think we'll continue to do what we're doing right now. But with this caveat, um, we have grant money that comes to the state of Utah. And uh, I believe and I think most rational people would agree that the money for women's health is better distributed by our local health departments. We have 29 of them around in each of the counties. And so for accessibility, to get health that you need, health care, that money, which is not a lot, it's, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars, is better distributed and made available through our local health department. We also, though, are applying for a grant from the Department of Health, which we hope will be granted, maybe a couple of million dollars, that will allow us to expand those services and those operations in our local health department. So there may be some more money that comes in. That's money, by the way, that I think Planned Parenthood has the ability to apply for, too, and the Department of Health decides who to grant the monies to. We're applying as a state. I'm sure Planned Parenthood will apply for their own organization, for their own purposes. But we'll try to get the grant, and we'll, uh, again, be putting it into good use for women's health. Uh, in a more broader sense, and I think that's better for the for the women. Our next texter asking, uh, how do we keep affordable housing? <clears throat> how do we keep housing affordable? Is what I should say. With the average income being about forty thousand for Utahns, yet housing is, uh, they say, quite overpriced. Well, the market determines, you know, whether it's overpriced or not, and uh, so. Uh, I think we have an affordability problem, a, a gap there, and what has happened is we've gone from the Great Recession when we had uh, an abundance of housing stock out there that was uh, appreciated in price and value. Some properties were on the market through foreclosure for 20 or 30 or 40, even 50% less than what people had paid for them. And um, part of that was because we ended up having people that couldn't afford homes under the subprime mortgage fiasco we had then where people were buying homes they actually couldn't afford. But because of low rates of interest and graduated payments, they got into something today that they could pay, but they couldn't afford in the subsequent years and ended up losing them to foreclosure. So the the market is improving now significantly economically. We have, we're the fastest growing state in America today, which means more and more people are entering the home buying market. 
and our home ownership is higher in Utah than the national average. Uh, but the gap is real, and, and uh, uh, it's a law of supply and demand. We have uh, high demand and limited supply that causes prices to go up. That's the bad news. The good news is that uh, our salaries are now going up because people are recognizing, hey, if I'm going to buy a house at this price, I'm going to be making more money. And so the employees are demanding more and are receiving more. Our income level, for example, uh, last year increased by 4.4%, which is the third highest in the nation. So personal income is going up. Household income, which is about $65,000 now in in Utah, is... um, about $8,300 higher than the national average. And so we're probably about 13th in the nation when it comes to household income. So the good news is our personal income is going up, our household income is going up faster than most of the parts of the country, and that's a reflection of the market demand. So I think the market will adjust. We're finding more opportunities for people to to get affordable housing in, in more rural parts of the state. Land costs are not as high. I, part of this, maybe we'll talk about this, the, this uh, maybe uh, Eagle Mountain economic development's in the news here lately. That's going to push uh, economic development off the I-15 corridor. Again, the supply and demand, the, the supply is limited on the I-15 corridor. You go off of that, and supply is much more uh, broad and open, which means prices go down. Lastly, we work very closely with our local government who really creates zoning and restrictions on what you can and cannot do with real estate. And so where we have three lots per acre, it's probably time for us to consider higher density, uh, multi-levels uh, of, of uh, opportunity for different structures, uh, home ownership, and that will help keep the costs down and more affordable too. So it's kind of all the above right now, and recognizing the challenge that we face out there, reflective of a very healthy economy. But I think the market will adjust, and salaries are clearly going up, uh, some of the highest in the nation now, income and household income growing. Uh, the next texter notes that you did talk about economic development and the importance of the inland port, and you did address the environmental issues that are going on there. But this person's concerned with the development that they're seeing in Harriman, South Jordan, and Draper, and, and you know, that's it's quite sprawling. And they're wondering what consider, consideration has been done to future impact in that area due to all of this development. Well, there's a number of issues out there that uh, will address that. As some will remember, here a couple of years ago, we did the largest survey from the public in the history of America. We had uh, 60,000 respondents to uh, what we called Your Utah, Your Future. We talked about what do you want to see with transportation? What do you want to see with uh, local planning? How do we, in fact, address housing needs, uh, agricultural needs? How do they merge together? Um, so a lot of different issues there that we've analyzed, which gives us a little bit of a blueprint of how we can develop a pathway forward. Clearly, in the area of what we call the point of the mountain, uh, a lot of dramatic growth that's taking place there. There's a pinch point there in SR92 around Thanksgiving Point, which causes problems. And for all of you driving on Memorial Day weekend, that'll be a place to avoid if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, 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 what we're going to do with that opening up and, and opportunities uh, there in what we call Silicon Slopes, 
having planning in advance of transportation corridors, how do we get from point A to point B, that's something that is uh, number one on the hit parade as far as uh, what we need to discuss and address. And that's going to be done in in collaboration with the state of Utah, kind of having the oversight responsibility, and work with all the local government jurisdictions there as we master plan that area. Uh, We'll have one chance to get this done right, and we've got a few years to get it done. And so we're starting now to make sure that that uh, transportation corridor is planned so we can accommodate the growth. It really is not a matter of are we going to have growth. We're the fastest-growing state in America today. Uh, Part of it's our own doing. We have the highest birth rate of any state in, in, in America today. We have the youngest population. Our median age is about 30 years of age, and young beget young. So we're going to continue to grow whether we like it or not. The question is, can we accommodate it to make sure that we have a accommodation for the growth pressures, and whether that's on roads and transportation, whether that's on economic job growth creation, whether it's in our schools, our education system, on and on and on. It's going to happen. We just need to accommodate it so that we can address that issue and not have a diminution of the quality of life, which we've all come to appreciate and enjoy here in the state of Utah. I believe we can do that. We are addressing it and planning in advance so that we can accommodate growth for the next 50 years, which is the plan that came out of Your Utah, Your Future. The number to call if you have a question for the governor, 801-575-8255. You can also text us your question at 57500. We'll be right back.